add on uh, in this episode because I found a few, a couple grays in my hair and um, I'm 29. So like, I don't want to see that shit. So I'm wearing a hat on the headphones. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. The day that I wear a hat on video, I'm just not trying to do my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, clearly me neither, but like, I don't really have, I grew my hair out before. Did you notice? Yeah. You used to have braids. I used to have braids. I used to have an afro. I got it straightened before at Pen Relays. Story for another day. We got to see uh, those pictures though, so I, can I have them. Put them on I the do, video. I do have them. I have a picture. I have a picture of my hair of me getting my hair braided in 2011, uh, watching the AFC Championship with a Darrell Revis jersey on. Jets Steelers. My Jets lost, but my Jets at the time. I'm no longer a Jet fan. That's another story for another day. Also, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at in life. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm hyped because. We just had a dope ass interview. Yes. Uh, with none other than Troy Isley. Yes. Who, I mean, he's really, really cool. If you don't know Tro- Troy Isley, I mean, this is a name you're probably going to be hearing a lot in the future because he's a top prospect for top rank. He's eight and zero, four by knockout. You'll get into it. I mean, we introduce him, uh, but he's a really cool cat. And to be honest with you, I just want to see him win after that interview we just did. Yeah, it, it was very fun. It was very fun. Definitely looking forward to his next fight. That will be on April 8th at Prudential Center on the Shakur Stevenson undercard. Um, I haven't got around to pronouncing his opponent's name yet uh, properly, so I'm not going to butcher it. But he's Japanese and he's cold. Like, he's nice. And Shakur Stevenson was trying to get somebody to fight him. He got somebody to fight him. So it's going to be really interesting. But on that undercard, we have Troy Isley competing against an opponent not yet named. We get into that later, but we talk about a lot of fun stuff. So Hope you enjoy this because we did. And uh, yeah, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, and do all those things. Welcome back to The Mandatory. We got a very special guest for our second official episode. I guess you could say he's... (laughs) Someone that you definitely want to keep your eyes on. Troy Isley, 8-0, four of those wins coming by way of knockout as an amateur. He won the bronze at the 2017 World Championships and the 2019 Pan American Games, also known as the Transformer. We're going to find out why he rolled with that nickname as well. But Troy, thanks so much for joining us today. We're honestly hella happy to have you. No problem, no problem. Thanks for having me on the show. First boxer we've had on the show as well. Uh, as we're getting as we're getting going here, so uh, it's an honor to have you, somebody who qualified for the Olympics and who's going to be fighting on April eighth at Prudential Center on the Shakur Stevenson undercard. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, but Chantel, you want the people because you know we we're trying to get also casual fans, not just diehard fans, because that's how you're going to grow the sport, right? Um, getting to know Troy Isley. What are some of the things that, like, you would say are important to know, not just from a boxing perspective, but even just personally, uh, when it comes to getting to know Troy? I mean, uh, Troy like to eat. He like to try different. He like to try different restaurants. You know, like to travel. Like to go all over. You know, you know, overseas. Like to travel. Uh, I like tennis shoes, fashion, stuff like that. Uh, video games and. Uh, I'm nice. I'm a nice guy. I know I look mean and stuff like that from the outside, but people be like, "Oh, you look serious," stuff like that. But you know, I'll be, I'll be chilling. I'll be chilling. You just gotta say something. I'm not about to. I'm, I'm not the type of person to just walk up and make conversation all the time. That's all. 
Yeah, I tell people all the time, boxers are actually like they're they're a lot of them are solid. I mean, some of them are crazy, but a lot of them are solid. You mentioned <laughs> yeah. video games, so I have to stop you right here. Like, what 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 are the go tos? Favorite franchises? What system? Mm-hmm. Because we're both gamers yeah. here. Yeah, I'm again. I was playing Madden before we started this. Uh, yeah. Before I was taking some notes. So like, what what are you, what are your options here? I'm on the I'm on the PlayStation, PlayStation Five, and Madden 2K. Uh, I, I like GTA Online, and I just got into Call of Duty. Yeah, just got. I'm into not it. really that good. I'm not really that good at <laughs> Call of Duty, and I'm, I'm I take video games very serious. I don't like to lose, so I don't Dang. play a lot of it. But I, I I play a lot of Madden 2K. Those are my main two franchises: Madden 2K, and then uh. And I, when, when GTA finally, hopefully soon they bring out a, a new GTA because yeah. I'm, I'm tired of playing that old one. I'm not about to <laughs> they keep making there's, updates and stuff like that. There's only yeah. so many missions you can do, you know what I mean? You get right. through all the missions and you're just like, damn. But right. who do you who do you roll with on T- 2K? Like if you're going to pick a team, who's the team that you kind of play with? If I'm going to pick a team... I don't do a lot of gameplay on 2K. I like to do more of my career because it's it's a, mm. it's, it's, it's a player that was that, that 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 plays how I want them to play. Okay. I don't really do a lot of gameplay, but I mean, if I do, uh, I like shooters, so I'm gonna go with any team that shoots. I like to shoot threes, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go Warriors, probably. Uh, Suns, now because they got KD. So yeah, probably Warriors <laughs> or Suns. And my my favorite player is Luca, though. So yeah, I'll probably get Luca too. Okay, so I was gonna ask, like, how do you actually make your my uh, your my player when you do your my career? Like, what is actually the playing style there? Because I, I as someone who played like high school level, not like played played, but right, like, but that's still some. I like to try to make the player as far as like the best version of what I felt like I could have brought to the table, which yeah. is basically Jose Alvarado, if we're being honest. So, mm-hmm. what is like the Troy Isley my player version? The Troy I see my player version is probably a James Harden. Okay. Ooh. James Harden. Uh, I, I mean, this year I made a 6 9 small four. Usually they'd be like they can't dribble, so I don't like to do it. I don't like to do it as much. <laughs> but I mean, I made I made like a I don't know. I was looking at players dunk and stuff like that, so I'm like oh, I want a player that dunks. So I made like a Jalen Brown and like a John Morant kind of kind of guy. But he's six nine small four. I made that. But usually I go I go for like a tall point guard, like a six six point guard. That can shoot. So more like a James Harden. James Harden, Luka Doncic type of player. Defense is trash, though. I'm not really good on defense. (laughs) (laughs) Defense in 2K is hard. Hopefully you're a better playoff performer than James Harden, though. I'll say that. Yeah, no, no. We win it. We win it. We don't lose. We don't lose. We don't lose. So we good. What in championships? Also, like, if you're not that good defensively in the game, it's all right. Because we know in the ring you're good defensively, Troy. Yeah, right. Um. So as we're getting to know you right now, um, I kind of wanted to know how you got into boxing. Like, what kind of led you to the sport? Uh, so I used to uh, I used to fight a lot outside of school. Uh, I just used to always be fighting. My gym is at a recreation center. I never really fought in school, but like always outside of school, I would always like get into fights and stuff like that. So, uh, so you know, uh, they I went to this recreation center from like five to eight. And uh, every day I would get in the fights, and they rebuilded the wreck. And then when they came back, they put the boxing gym in there, and uh, I got into another fight. They're like, this kid, though, this kid is still fighting. He's still doing the same stuff. So one day they just walked me to K and was like, uh, this kid always fighting. Can you do something with him? And they're like, K, like, this kid? Like, I was small. I, I This is before the ghost, but I was small. I had a big head. Like, I just didn't look like a fighter. <laughs> K was like, 
Kale's like, this this ain't no fight. So I just sat in there. I didn't do anything that day. Then my dad asked me. I played football three years before. And then my dad asked mm-hmm. me, uh, did I want to try it out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And it was a instant instant connection. How old were you at the time when all this was going on? I was on? eight. I was eight. Okay. So... I was eight. And I was better. I would say I was better at, at a single man sport than I was at at a, at a team sport. So at, at, I, I, I'm more of a sore loser in team sports. So like in team sports, like if we're losing, even if we were at PE and we were losing because of like one particular person, I was the type of person like to go up to that person like, hey, like bro, like you're trash or like I don't know. I was I, I could be an asshole on, on team sports. So my dad seen that, and even when I tried to you know play football again, my dad was like, nah, just just stick to boxing. So. And just locked in on that's messed up because like you could say that to them and you know you know that they're not gonna try to fight you you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no nah. they was like bro we're not getting paid for this bro like we're not even gonna pay i'm like bro i don't care i'm trying to win bro like, i don't care what it is i'm trying to win hockey like whatever whatever it was i ain't care so you wow. start so you start at eight when yeah. does it start to become serious because they're you know, there's a point, obviously, because then you start yeah. competing at these high amateur level competitions. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, you made it to the Olympics, right? Yeah. So, like, when did yeah. it start becoming real serious and like, oh, this could be my career? Uh, I want to say, okay, I mean, it was serious before this, but I mean, I want to say, all right, this could be my career. Uh, 2011, the Silver Gloves is my first national. It's on YouTube as well. Uh, I made it to the finals, and uh, that after that tournament. I was ranked number two in the nation, and I was like, okay, like, I could do this as my career now. Like, that was my first national, and, you know, I made it all the way to the finals. Kind of wasn't expecting to get that far. Coming where I'm from, Alexandria, you know, we don't really have any boxers. We're not really known for that. So uh, I was just like, okay, now, you know, I could do this as a career. In 2011, You kind of just mentioned where you kind of grew up. What was that like growing up in your home? Um, you mentioned Alexandria, right? So what was that yeah. kind of like for you? And uh, do you have like any siblings or anything as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, uh, I'm the youngest of six. So uh, three brothers, two sisters. Uh, I'm the youngest. And uh, I, I come from come from great family. Uh, two two hardworking mom and dads uh, went out. I, I had, I had a, a perfect childhood. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say everything's perfect. Like I didn't make mistakes. If I made mistakes, it was because of me. My parents, uh, I got whatever I needed growing up. So I mean, if I wanted, if, if all I had to do was, you know, go to school, do the right stuff, box. If I, when I, if I did anything good, you know, I got the latest game. Always got the latest tennis shoes. So I got whatever I needed growing up. I came from a solid family, and uh, I'm the youngest, so you can kind of say I was spoiled. I graduated. By the time I graduated high school, all my brothers and sisters were. I graduated from college, so I was pretty much the spoiled ones, getting gifts from everybody. Yeah, I saw your family at um at the Teofimo Lopez fight. You were fighting mm-hmm. on that card, and I saw that you had a lot of support. When you told them that you wanted to do this professionally, like what were their first thoughts? Um, I mean, my dad was with me a hundred percent. So I always, I always had my dad. Uh, my dad was with me, like was right, was always by my side, whatever. Uh, I mean, none of them really questioned it. Uh. Honestly, I ain't gonna say they questioned it. When they went to a fight and they see me fight, I guess they was just like, all right, he can fight, so we we don't care. Like, all right, if we wanna do it, he can do it. And then once they seen I can fight and they was like, All right, yeah, we we would it. Toy with a box, yeah, you go at box, take it serious. So I want I pulled this up and I'm gonna read this to you. This was when you fought on the undercard of 
Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez. This was last year. Andre yeah. Ward has some very nice things to say about you on the desk. And I want to read this so that people can also get a perspective. And for people who don't know listening, Andre Ward, you probably know, but if you don't know, Andre Ward, one of the best pound for pound fighters of the last 20, whatever years, or whatever the case of being retired, undefeated. He said of you, Troy Isley, he's not necessarily a splash guy. He's not in your face. He's not loud. He's not boisterous. And historically, that's what boxing media and media in general will gravitate to. Those aren't always the guys that are standing when the smoke clears. Troy Isley has the it factor. He has a substance. He seems to have the intangibles. He's going to be one of the young guys standing when all is said and done. This was after your fifth career pro fight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, To hear that from Andre Ward, who's seen it, who's done it, whatever the case may be. Did that do anything for you even after that win? That, I mean, that, uh, you know, that, uh, I be, I don't know, I kind of sometimes I be getting, a little, I ain't gonna say I get mad, but like sometimes it do get in my head a little bit. I get in my own head a little bit, like, damn, like, you know, why, why don't I get the attention, the same attention, you know, other guys get? But, uh, that definitely, uh, let me know. All right, you know, Dre, RJ Ward believes me, RJ Ward knows, knows what I can do, he knows what I have. So, hearing that from RJ Ward definitely uh was like all right shit i mean if one of the top pound for pound guys you know is on my back and he believes me shit i i, I can care less what everybody else got to say cuz that's a, a 32 and 0 undefeated you know pound for pound guy right there so i could care less but so that definitely helped and uh definitely gave me a lot more confidence for sure and you talked about like sometimes you'll get in your own head when it comes to that thing like do you get competitive not necessarily with like you know uh yourself only but just with like other prospects right not talking shit to them or anything like that but yeah you know you see you guys are getting compared with each other all the time yeah people are watching the top rank cards and it's like eight prospects back to back to back to back to back you're on you know whatever the third fourth fight like do you get competitive even in that mode i mean i would i mean yes and no Cause I mean, I look at uh, a lot of the guys uh, there. You know, I'm cool with I'm with the amateurs. You know, a lot of the lows, a lot of those are uh, my Olympic brothers as well. So mm-hmm. I would say I'm getting competitive. Is a, a a lot more. So it's like I watch what the commentators say, like for my last fight, or like if they say stuff that I didn't do, I just try to improve on that. And you know, honestly, I just really care about you know what, what the commentators have to say. Honestly, you know, as long as as long as I'm making the right improvements, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm not really worried about that. You can't really worry too much about you know trying to please everybody or you know trying to compete with everybody. You just got to who's in front of you, do what you got to do against them, and you know, go you know go about your day. You talked about how you know you try to maybe not focus on what they're saying so much, but right now you're obviously in training camp because you got a big fight coming up in April on the Shakur Stevenson card. You know, how yeah. is training camp going for you right now? And uh, who have you been sparring with? Uh, training camp has been going great for me, honestly. I'm getting some some good rounds with Jesus Ramos out here in Arizona. So uh, I'm training, training camp has been going great for me. Uh, I feel good. Uh, I'm already in shape for real, for real. Uh, I was in a, uh, I was already in uh, in training camp for about a, about a month, you know, getting working at home. So I'm good. I'm good. Is there a is there a training camp story like maybe the toughest camp you've been in to this point? Because you're you're at the point in your career where like you know you mentioned Jesus Ramos and he has a co feature coming up on pay per view. You're probably yeah. sparring with a lot of top guys. I believe you sparred with Jesse Vargas at one point. 
Like yeah, who are some of the, yeah, who are some of the really tough guys that you sparred from that you feel like you've learned from? And you know, what were those experiences like? A lot, uh, a lot of uh, Bud Crawford. I did Horn, the Jeff Horn camp, and uh, and uh, fucking Kelberg camp. Uh, Swift, Jerry Hurd. Uh, he he did he did lose both of those fights, but he, it was good sparring for me. Uh, I sparred him for Jerry, and uh, I sparred him for the for the uh, Luis Arias. But uh, definitely Swift, Jerry Hurd. I learned a lot from him. Uh, Jesse Vargas. I worked with him uh, before my fifth pro fight. Uh, before before the April thirtieth, uh, of course, he was a Valdez fight, and uh, just sparring in Vegas. Uh, just getting a lot of looks as well and then also me being on the USA team for those years from 2017-2018 going to Kazakhstan sparring all those you know nations Germany going to uh, going to uh, going to like Uzbek or just going all over the world seeing all those different styles you know that was that was probably the tougher sparring sessions because now you know when I see those styles it's like I ain't gonna say it's easy but I've seen everything you know because I went overseas I've I've sparred you know those those, you know, the Cubans or, you know, the Kazakhs or, you know, the the Uzbeks and stuff like that. So all those Germ- Germany and all that stuff. So I sparred all those countries. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned uh, you also did some training at the Bud Crawford camp. Who specifically were you sparring with there? And what was that experience like being around a guy like Bud uh, as well? I was working with Bud, and uh, I mean that's a, that's a great experience. Uh, just 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 to even get a call, you know, knowing you know, that one of the pound for pound guys chose you as a sparring partner is, you know, that's to be getting that call was like wow, shit. Bud Crawford, you know, chose me out of a million sparring partners, and you know that that was great. And uh, you know, I love, you know, I learned a lot from Red. Me and Red stayed getting, you know, rounds in on the pads. You know, Red, that's my guy, and then uh, his strength coach uh, Jamie as well, Jamie Belt. Me and him uh, did a lot of work together, and, you know, we definitely built a, a great rapport. You, you, it's crazy that you mentioned that because, like, we know that arguably Bud is pound for pound number one on that list, depending on how you slice it, right? Yeah. What was, yeah. what was the toughest part about sparring with him? And, like, as a fan question, how do you think he would do against a guy like the fight that we want, Errol Spence? I mean, honestly, I'm rocking with Bud. It's a it's a fifty fight. I'm rocking with Bud, honestly. Like, uh, I feel like the toughest though. I mean, making just you know making them adjustments. Honestly, like you know, you got so many levels. I mean, you never really know if a power power guy you because if you're doing good, with you're like, damn, is he taking me serious or not? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, uh, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot I can learn from him for sure. But I mean, the the whole the whole session was tough for real, for real. I'm not going to say any one particular thing, but the whole sparring session was pretty tough. Did you have one big takeaway above anything else? Like in terms of uh, what it taught you, what the experience taught you with sparring with Terrence Crawford? Because as we mentioned, you know, pound for pound, arguably number one in the world right now. I'm where I need to be. I, I, I like I like to spar those unified or those world champions because, I mean, it, it lets me know where I'm at. Like if I, if I, if I can get somewhere in the game, so – that's one thing I took from, you know, I, I'm good. I, I can fight. I can compete at the top level. I know, I know, you know, a world champion or a unified world champion. I know I'm good to be in there with them. And then as well as, uh, uh, what is one thing? 
He could punch. I didn't. I didn't think he could. He could punch, but he he could punch. He could punch. He definitely could punch. You, d- you didn't think he could punch? I didn't think. I didn't, I didn't think he did think he could punch. But I'm one sixty, so I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one sixty. I'm not one forty seven. So I was just like, uh, and I was and I was a little heavy. I was probably like one one seventy something, maybe one eighty something. So a little heavy, maybe heavier than that. So, but for sure, he definitely could punch for for us. Yeah, that's interesting to see that, like, you could even see that his power translated to your weight class, which kind of brings me to the question of the weight class that you're in right now, middleweight. You know, there are some really big names in that class. When you take a look at your career path and how that's going to go in the middleweight class, like, who are some guys that you would definitely want to get into the ring with? Uh, for sure, want to get a ring with with Felix Cash, uh, Emma Williams. We fought in uh, in the amateurs. Uh, for sure, uh, definitely Jenna Beck Hahn. Everyone says he's the boogie. So for sure, you know that'd be a, a test that I would love to, you know, to see if I, you know, for sure, I would love to get in there with Jenna Beck. And uh, those those are some you know, for sure. Definitely Charlo, Adame. So there's a lot, there's a lot of guys at, at 160. How do you feel like you would stack up in that group right now? Even though you're still earlier in your career, yeah. so the timelines are quite aligned. But how do you feel like you would stack up? Given you know that's probably what you're going to be seeing over the next yeah. two, three years. I feel like I mean, honestly, I feel like I feel like uh, all uh, skill wise, I'm better than all of them. Honestly, I just feel like maybe they got an edge on the power. Honestly, but I feel like skill wise, I can match up with all of them. And depending on how I fight them, I would have to uh, get in the ring with them. And you know, I'm more get in a ring with that kind of person then I you know figure you out as far as like me studying even though I do study film but I'm more I'm still more of a like when I get in a ring with you I don't know what to do with you but I, uh, of I just, all those, yeah of all those guys sorry about that if of all those guys is there one in particular do you think you can get by the end of this year 2023 uh I don't think so. I don't think not. Not by the end of this year. Maybe, 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 maybe beginning of next year or maybe mid next year. Probably not this year for sure. We definitely get in the rankings though this year. Top, top the, the top fifteen rankings this year though. I can say that. Now, when you're being compared to like other prospects, middleweight prospects, and obviously, like we talked about, that's a that's a tough class. Um, you talked about that, you know, you can bang with any of those guys. You talked a little bit about power. Do you think people kind of sleep on your power? Because we know that you're extremely skilled. You're tough yeah. to hit. Um, yeah. Do you feel like people kind of sleep on your power a little bit? I ain't going to say I feel like people kind of sleep on my power. I just feel like uh, I fight, you know, opponents that that be retreating. Or I just fight different. I feel like Top Rank has matched me with, like, with different style of opponents that I've opponent that you know went in there to lay down so i haven't got those like those flashy knockouts mm-hmm. that other prospects have gotten i haven't get you know i've been there you know with some tough opponents you know victor tony was a was a was a you know he was he was a crafty guy so i i, I looked at that fight as a as a fight where i just had to be patient and you know solve the puzzle with patience instead of you know trying to highlight knockout just hey fuck it just win the fight on volume you know not get hit Win the final volume and you know get it get the W and you know keep it moving and then you know also I felt like I fought some guys that were actually tough you know Lavalay I don't know any any other boxers who's gonna take that punishment as well as well as Cruz Cabano I don't know another guy is gonna take that punishment as well so you know I, I don't feel like though they they uh, I ain't gonna say I say that that's a yes and no question I say it's a yes and no I feel like some people say 
because one of my one of my bros did did hit me up. It was like after the Tony fight, it was like, uh, you know, people people kind of said uh, Troy might not got that pop. You feel me? So <laughs> it's a fifty fifty question. Some people say nah, he don't got no power. Some people say yeah, Troy still can hit. Let me tell you something though, because I saw you after that Victor Tony fight, and you weren't tired at all. Like yeah. <laughs> you were there yeah. shaking hands with fans. It looked like you could run a marathon after. I was like, yeah. this is wild because yeah. you did not look tired at all. So that was a really yeah. good fight to you know watch you do your thing. Um, you know, you talked about Top Rank. What's your experience been like being a part of Top Rank so far? And of course, like Bob Arum. Uh, I mean, so Top Rank star recruiting me. They've been recruiting me since the 2017 Worlds. I didn't meet them until the next year, 2018. Uh, I, I, my first guy I met was Carl Moretti. So uh, whenever whenever I had free time or whenever, you know, Shakur Ford, they were all, they always flew me out to, to fights. And they always, uh, you know, showed me love and stuff like that. You know, the matchmakers, uh, they, they, they always, you know, showed me love. They always, you know, when I had that meeting with Top Rank, you know, they, they were all... They all like kind of knew who I was. I felt like I didn't really have to prove who I was to top rank, as far as you know. Even though they, you know, Shelly Fingal, you know, he was trying to, you know, take me to Al. Keep Carly said, you know, I think you would be a better fit for Al. I wanted uh, top rank to develop me because I feel like top rank makes they they know how to make stars and I like how they develop fighters. They give you the right fights at the right time. Not saying they're going to be easy, but right. they they just know how to master prospects a little better than than PPC and Dizon does. And, you know, I like top rank, you know, the people are cool. They real old school and I like how they run. They, I like how they do their business. OK, you hit on a couple of things I actually want to follow up on. One being uh, the matchmaking, because this is something that like other people have said, like top rank has done a great job of like, and you know, as somebody who's Puerto Rican, yeah. I saw this with Miguel Cotto, uh, especially doing a great job of matching guys up and developing them as they go along. Why do you think they're better at it than basically everybody else match room or pbc or whoever else because they i ain't gonna say because they old but like they they the matchmakers are, are like 80 90 years old so they they've been in the game for a minute so they've seen it all they've been in the game for a minute i just feel like top break real old school they got a lot of as far as like as far as different from like the media like the pictures and all that like like the they got some young people, but like when you go to the top rank office, like it's like uh, it's a lot of older people. So I just feel like they've been around the game a little longer than the guys at, at the zone or the guys at PBC have. So they they just they've been in the game since like the sixties, and they they know all the legends. They've seen all that they developed, you know, the Sugar Ray Leonard's, the Marvin Hagler's. So like they just been in the game for a bit. That's all. And my other question was. You mentioned the recruiting process, right? And top rank trying to, you know, get you back in 2017. Because we hear a lot of recruiting stories from, like, you know, guys in team sports, basketball, football, yeah. whatever the case may be. But what does that look like, actually, for a boxer, for a top prospect in boxing, that recruitment process? Okay, uh, How does that go this was, this was, I met, I met Carl Moretti. Uh, he was there with Michaela Mayer. Michaela used to come to the uh, Olympic training, training center. She was on our team my first year there. Then she turned pro after after my first year she was there. So she had Carl there and I was like I see he kept looking at me and I'm like, Who is this guy? Like why is he <laughs> so I just I just walked Slicing up. Slicing you him. up. <laughs> yeah, I just walked up to him like, Hey, what's up? Like, you know, I'm Troy. You know, he's like, Oh, I know who you are, I'm Carl already, uh, you know, VP, stuff like that for top range, stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh shit, that that's crazy. And then, you know, I follow you I follow you on Twitter, stuff like that. I'm like, Oh shit, that's crazy. 
I didn't know that. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. So then he gets to asking me, you know, uh, after your fight, and uh, after, you get, after you do the Germany duels in October, you want to uh, you wanna come to the fight and stuff like that? And uh, I get there, do the Germany duels. You know, they fly me to Bud versus Bud Crawford versus Benavidez. They fly me and Duke out. Me and uh, get there. We sit in their front row, our name. They got like some little top rank shirts and cars like, oh yeah, I just well, you know, so I show you how you how we do business and stuff like that. Right. You know, hand singers and shit like that. And then uh he's just like, you know, whenever y'all ready to go pro, just don't don't hesitate. We we ready. So and then uh any any other time I I still I wanna do the Olympic thing. I was hundred percent sure I wanted to do that, so I didn't budge, but you know, he was just like, you know, whenever you're ready, uh, you know, we we waiting on you. So Anytime, anytime I had a, uh, anytime I was, I left camp or anytime after like a, a turn in amateur tournament on the USA team and I had free time, you know, that no problem. Invite me out, fly me out, pay for my hotel, stuff like that. So, I mean, it was, it was cool. It was cool. And I know you mentioned earlier that you like food. Did they wine and dine you? Like, did they take you out somewhere real special to eat or anything like that? I mean, they, they wine and dine me, but, uh, the more manager part. So like, I ain't gonna say they didn't want to dime me. I was good. I got to go backstage. I was good. I could I could sit front row. I was good on that part. Or the the more wine and dine it was on the management part. Like I I would see Jay Prince or uh, mm. Antonio Leonard or Sully Fingal. So like the managers would come up and those were more the people that would want to die because they were trying to sign me or take me to the top break or take me to Al Heyman. So. Those those were those were the people who did most of the wine and dining. Oh, that's awesome! What well, where did Jay Prince take you to eat? If he did. Uh, so Jay Prince, Jay Prince. Uh, first time I met Jay Prince was uh, 2019, and 2019 April 2019 before the Pan Am qualifiers. Uh, he just popped up that one day. We were sparring. Me and Tiger had a, had a, had a dope little session. Jay Prince uh, popped up. Uh, you know, Shakur brought him there and had a good conversation with. After that, he took me, Keyshawn, Jared, me, Keyshawn, Jared, and uh, and Duke, and Tiger. We all went out. Uh, I think we went to like Outback. We just went Outback that time. But uh, after that, we had went to Vegas. After 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 no, not after the qualifier, but after the Ireland came, we went to Vegas and uh, we went to like went to like uh some seafood restaurants and then all, as well. He he let me uh Jay Person let me stay in his mansion in, in Vegas. When I wasn't even signed to him, so you know stuff like that. So it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It took me a lot of places though in Vegas. That, that sounds yeah. like a really cool experience. Like <laughs> yeah. G Prince knows how to do things. You know what I mean? Right. So I, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, Definitely. So, when I when I signed with him, he took me to a, I don't know, but it was like a kind of similar to like a steakhouse. What the day I signed with him, he took me over there. I'm I'm glad he was treating you good. I didn't expect anything less from Jay Prince, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder how he wind and dine you. So, Troy, we're at the yeah. part of the show where we call this the mandatory maze. We're going to ask you some rapid-fire questions. I'm going to kick it off. Uh, I mean, this one's not about boxing, but we just talked about food. You mentioned you're a food guy. What's your mm. favorite type of food? Any type of pasta. Italian. Italian. Any type of pasta. or uh, I like any type of pasta. Big houses, uh, some steaks, some lamb. You can't go wrong with that. Occasionally, I, I, I have a burger craving. So sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll get a burger here and there. Uh, wing, sometimes I have a wing craving. So, I mean, I'm just a food guy. 
I, I'm not disciplined. I make weight all the time. I'm good. I know how to cut it out. So but when I'm out of camp, I eat good. I ain't gonna lie. I like I like to travel. And when I when I wherever I travel at, I'm definitely gonna try all the all the five star restaurants. I don't like to go to little chain restaurants. I like five star. I like there you go. I like them cooking in front of you, cutting it in front of you, or whatever. Right. <laughs> this, this is why you got to get some of those big fights. You yeah, know what I mean? you can pay for that easier. <laughs> uh, right, right. I love that. I love. I love that. Um, also, I know you're in training camp right now. What music are you working out to? Whew. Music, 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 music. Okay. Uh, if I'm ready. If- about to like spar or I'm, if i'm if i'm in the mood where i want to fuck somebody up uh excuse my language uh no no, no, no. you can curse you can curse. i'm a new yeah. york puerto rican like i'm a new york rican yeah. i curse all the time it is what it is so yeah i, I like new, i'm gonna go new york music new york music i don't know i just I'm a, i like new york music uh you know old school they give you that that uh like you want to uh somebody i like i like i like new york music if I'm trying to like run in, if I'm running or if I'm like finishing a mile, I'm gonna go a little baby. Uh, I'm gonna need like I'm gonna go like more motivational music. So like maybe a little baby. Uh, I don't know if y'all know Rollo Rodriguez, uh, NBA Young Boy. Uh, I listen a little bit of everything. Like if you look at my playlist, you'll be surprised. Like I listen a little bit of everything. I got a little bit of old school. I even got you know some some slow jams. I yeah. can run a slow jam, stuff like that. So I listen a little bit of everything. My my playlist is crazy. It'll go from here, then go there, then it'll go there. So you'll be like, "Damn, we're all over the place." With your with your playlist, play somebody. So, okay, first rapid fire question for me: um, What do most people get wrong about Bob Arum? Uh, uh, most people get wrong about Bob. I would say everybody's like, "Oh, uh, he don't, he don't, he don't take care of his black fighters." I say that's what most people get wrong about Bob. Could you elaborate on why that's false in your experience? Because of the, uh, I don't want to get too too deep into it, but how the Crawford thing ended. That you can say he, he mm. ever since that thing, they're like, "Oh, Bob don't like his black fighters. He don't take care of his black fighters, stuff like that." Okay, second one. Uh, f- this is a two-part question. Favorite thing about boxing, least favorite thing about boxing? Least favorite thing about boxing is making weight. That's easy. <laughs> making weight. That's, that's the least favorite thing. You got to cut your meals. I was supposed to got like me. I'm like, why do I choose a sport where I got to make weight? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. And then uh, my favorite thing is just getting in the ring and, and fighting, bro. I like, I like to fight. All right, so... My next question is, who's the toughest guy that you sparred against? Toughest guy I sparred against. Yeah, that's a lot of sessions. It's not Terrence Crawford? I didn't want to say it's not Terrence Crawford. Uh... I feel I don't, I don't know I don't know I I, I don't, that, that's a good question I don't, I don't really uh I mean you could say Crawford but you could you could say Swift Jared Heard too as well because Swift got a tank that never stops mm. so like here you like damn bro this nigga will never get tired bro like back up <laughs> god damn bro like what the fuck give me some room to breathe bro so like I would say Swift 
because Swift he hits hard, and then as well, like, like damn, bro, like back up, back up off me, bro. And then he's big. He, he sometimes he'll get to one ninety, like he's big, bro. So I'd be like, bro, like back up off me, bro. Like golly, bro, you're too big, bro. And you fight one fifty four, like that's crazy, bro. Last two for me, um, or last one for me rather, last one for me, because you mentioned a lot of the middleweights that you want, but they're probably not feasible this year. By the end of this year, what's the fight that you want the most in your division? Mm, I want a big fight. I mean, I mean, shit, uh, ammo, I guess. Ammo is a big fight. That's a big fight. That's a big step up. Ammo Williams. I like that. Yeah, I like that. This is my final question for the mandatory maze. Hardest punch that you've ever Hardest taken from a boxer. Yeah. Hardest what boxer is that? Hardest punch, hardest punch. Uh, I did. I mean, Swift or Khalil Co. If you know Khalil Co, yeah, Khalil Co could punch right. for sure. That was that was like my sparring partner for for two years, two and a half years on uh on the USA team. He got a hard right hand. I say that. You got You can't throw nothing lazy with that guy. You got to be sharp for sure. So I say definitely probably Khalil Co. The hardest punch for sure. And you're going to be fighting, of course, on the Shakur card coming up in April. And I saw you had some merch that you're also yeah. promoting right now. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so, I mean, people have been asking me, people be asking me, uh, you know, about, you know, when I'm going to start selling my merch and all that. So I don't really, uh, right now, we're still getting it going. We're still trying to get the website and all that going. But uh, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, I'm going to start, you know pushing out some merch, you know, different, using different logos and stuff like that, you know, hoodies, shirts. Uh, I talked to one guy today, you know, we will work on, you know, some, some, uh, some book bags, some, uh, some wristbands, stuff like that. So, you know, a little bit of everything. I might like just some flip-flops too. Flip-flops. Okay. Yeah, I'm flip-flops. a flip-flop type of girl. So you I'll- could do that in time for the summer. for sure for sure so my final question of course for you troy is like what can we expect from you fight night april 8th i mean i feel like uh honestly i'm on a i've been getting you know some i got a good month of training there with my guy uh, jamie bell and uh i just feel like a whole completely different you know different fighter honestly you know i wanted to work on getting stronger I feel like we worked on that. And then, you know, also, you know, my legs and everything. I just feel like uh, you're going to see a whole new Transformer, you know, a Transformer you've never seen before, you know, more more strong, just more all around. Not just, you know, power, but all around, all around game. And your your opponent, has your opponent been announced yet? They 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 undecided. They gave me like two guys. At first, we were trying to uh, get a guy at, uh, going down to fifty four, but we couldn't really get a guy at fifty four. So it seems like uh, we're gonna get a guy at sixty. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. You, you're not sure. You're not sure who it is yet, or you can't say who it is yet. I ain't gonna say who it is yet because I'm not. I'm not one hundred percent sure that's the guy. Because I'm not one hundred percent sure that's the guy yet. So I'm right. not gonna say who it is yet. All right, good to know. Well, we're definitely excited to watch you fight on April 8th. Thank you so much for rocking with us for like the last 40 minutes. We appreciate you and uh, definitely let us know uh, when those merch links come out because we want to drop it um, in our description as well. Make sure you guys go support Troy Isley and uh, where can people follow you on like Instagram, TikTok and all of that? Where should we be able to find you? Uh, Instagram and TikTok, BoxBoyTroy1 and Twitter, Transformer. 
All right. Awesome. So make sure you go follow Troy um, because he's about to do some really, thing, really big things in the sport. One thing, one thing about uh, I don't, I don't know. You asked, you asked me. You said you're going to ask me. You, you, I think you maybe forgot, but how I got the transformer name. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, please tell us. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. So <laughs> I got you. So uh, because it's a great. Yeah, name. Like how you say uh, like I'm. I don't get like Audrey Wood says like I'm not boisterous. And stuff like that. I don't really get the looks and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even growing up, I was I w- I don't know. I just never brought that type of energy of like that real confident type of energy that people really liked. So I would always get overlooked. And I'm not saying the show would be boring, but when I would fight, they were like, oh, like it'd be a lot of oohs and ahs, and then it'd be like everybody be going crazy, everybody be standing up near the ring and stuff like that. But one particular story is one day uh, Baltimore threw a show, Upton, you know, Calvin, uh, Tank, and all of them, they threw a show. And uh, this guy, James, he told me this uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, he was like, uh, he was like, he was looking at me. He was like, I was real nervous and stuff like that. And he was going up to K. He was like, he went up to K. He was like, K, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about Troy, man. He, he looked a little like nervous and stuff like that. And K was like, oh, he's good. He'll, he'll, he'll snap out of it. He's good. And then I fought and everybody went crazy and stuff like that. And K called my dad the next day and was like, we're going to call you the Transformer. Yeah. So that's how I got my name. Just always being overlooked and stuff like that. And then every time I fight, it's like, oh shit, like damn, this guy shit. He ain't he, he quiet and stuff like that, but damn, this guy got a killer. So, you know, that's how I got my name. I love that. And I love that you reminded me of that. Cause we were talking about it before we actually started recording. We we're like, I wonder how he got that name. And Brian's yeah, like, I yeah. like that. I like that nickname like a lot. Yeah. 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 But I feel like I feel like it fit me as well. Cause I, I feel like, you know, boxing has has its ups and downs. You know, in the amateur game, you know, I, I felt like, you know, there's times where I had to transform or, you know, just transform into a new me or, you know, I just I feel like that that name just fits me as a person. So No, yeah. I, I love it. I'm, I, I definitely want to try Isley Transformer T because the story behind <laughs> it is inspirational as hell. Like what you just said, I think yeah. a lot of people can relate to that. So. Uh, thank you for reminding me as well. That's a dope nickname. But Troy, no once again, no thank problem. you so much for rocking with us. We hope we can have you on again sometime later always, on. Always, I like, I like, I like you guys, man. This was, this was, this was a, this was a dope ass interview. I like this. I ain't gonna lie, I'll definitely it. come back for sure. Appreciate right. it. I like we love that. that. Thanks, thanks so much, Troy. Appreciate you, and all the best of luck on April. We'll be rooting for you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for having me. Have a nice day.